to Music She Missed, the podcast where I get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. And I am Rachel, and who missed all the music? Hi, Rachel. <laughs> so this episode is a little bit different than our usual episodes because we're continuing last week's episode about the Beatles. So audience, if you did not hear last week, definitely go back. Definitely. It's worth it. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in. Yes, we are. So last week I got to hear about an hour's worth on our Spotify account mm-hmm. of music, and I got to hear the first half of the Beatles. Right. So Allison did an awesome job at kind of breaking it down into two different weeks with the Beatles. It was the Beatles as they were kind of the beginning years yes. up to their touring, correct? Well, the... Last week's playlist goes through when they quit touring, which is up through the album Revolver. Okay, and then this week, your goal was from then to the end. Right, and then when they break up. Oh, I thought they they broke... So they broke up? I thought it was because John Lennon died. No, he actually didn't die until 1980. So the Beatles broke up uh, at the end of the 60s, 1969, 1970. So it was an actual breakup break. Oh, yes. So I have a question for you, mm-hmm. since the Beatles are really special to you. What is a really fun, personal memory about the Beatles with you, your childhood, your life? Tell me. That's a really difficult question because the Beatles have been such a big part of my life. Hmm. I mean, my first like obvious answer would be seeing Paul McCartney in concert. Um, when was this? six different times over my adult life (laughs) yeah yeah the first time that was the most special um I was 18 and I went with a good friend to Las Vegas and we saw him at the you've seen him six times yes the first time we had yeah we had really good seats and he just played all the songs I'd hoped that he would play (laughs) and we were screaming and crying like Little girls. Like 18-year-olds do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I have so many Beatles memories. I'm sure we'll talk about more of them as the episode goes on. Cool. Well, I'm excited that you love the Beatles so much. So this episode is transitioning from the early Mm. Beatles to the late Beatles. And from here on, the Beatles no longer tour. So we're just doing studio studio recordings. Studio stuff. Okay, so I'm not going to be hearing that one song on last week's playlist of all the girls just screaming out of just like (laughs) desire right right passion for the beatles so tell me a little bit about why they stopped touring because if they're that popular then why they stop well so a couple of reasons one is they run like a really hectic schedule in fact a documentary just came out about it by ron howard it's called eight days a week and it chronicles their touring time and in the beginning they really enjoyed it they really liked it they got to go to places they've never been but as Beatlemania increased I mean they were getting mobbed basically just like hordes of girls chasing after them they were moving from city to city so fast they didn't get a rest and on top of that they're recording two albums a year and there was so much stress and strain and later on in the 60s it even became dangerous you know after um Mm. I mean, President Kennedy was assassinated, yeah. right? Like, so there's a lot of, of um, there was some anti-Beatles sentiment really? as well, which we can also talk about later. But it was just, um, it stopped being fun for them. It stopped being safe. enjoyable, stopped being safe. And so they, call, they called it quits. And for a long time, the Beatles kind of were silent. 
Hmm. You know, they they had released Revolver, they'd stopped touring, and nobody had heard them for a while. Even on recording yeah, nothing. stuff. Wow. And then they came out with the first album that will be on your playlist for this week. Ah. And so, um, which is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And that album is the most celebrated Beatles album, and it shows a really strong shift in the mm. direction of music and has influenced bands since then. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I need some advice. Okay. Before we get into the point of past, can I recognize it stuff, mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit things that I should listen to this upcoming week? Sure. So, in comparison to last week, you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you should listen for the introduction of a lot of new instruments and sounds. Ooh. You should listen for each Beatles individuality coming through. In the beginning, they're more of like a songwriting teams, especially John and Paul working together. Okay. Later on, each of the Beatles, including George, George is going to take more ownership of his songs. And he's the drummer. No, that's no. Ringo. Okay. Um, George is the guitarist. Guitarist. So they're each going to, they're going to be working on songs that are more their songs, not as a group. Oh. And it's okay if you don't know which Beatles doing which song, but just see okay. if you can find like different tones or different sounds. Okay. Um, I also want you to listen for a different song structure. They're going to move out of that simplicity that you saw last week. Okay. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, like simple pop. And so look for some unique song structures. And then finally, I want you to look for spirituality because Hmm. each of the Beatles have um, different spiritual histories, different takes, and they're going to bring that into their music. And you're going to hear that as well. Cool. I look forward to it. <laughs> so tell me about some of the musics that I'm going to be looking, listening to this week. Well, I happen to know that you already know one song, which is Hey Jude. Oh, I-, I do know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to put it on there um, just because it's probably the, one of their most recognizable songs. And if you don't know it, um, shame. So <laughs> <laughs> I bet this was really hard to create these playlists for me. I have worked harder on this particular playlist than I have on any other. Really? Um, yeah. Maybe harder than I've worked on anything in my life. It was so, <laughs> it was so difficult for me because I think that. You love me that much. I do. And I want you to get the best picture of the Beatles. A lot of Beatles fans don't like the fact that the songs that most people know aren't really their best songs. And there's not room, really? I think, and there's not room to do all the songs everybody knows and all of my favorite songs so it was really yeah no it was really really difficult so i'm just gonna throw some titles at you let me know if you've heard this before okay uh with a little help from my friends yes okay you never watched the wonder years huh oh is that song the um The the theme song that's them yeah well it's them covering somebody covering them but yeah Really? Mm-hmm. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I like that song. So you know that? I do know. You said you don't like drug, trippy stuff, and that's a trippy That's a trippy song. one? I thought it was about a, um, I heard it was about a little girl that was coloring, um, yeah. that came over. Well, it is, like, that's where he got the name, but listen to the rest of the song and then tell me if you don't think oh, it's well, about. That shows you how much I know about that song. <laughs> Penny Lane. Oh. Do you know that? I didn't know that was the Beatles. Yeah. Wow. But you've heard that song before? Hmm, I think so. Okay. All You Need Is Love? All You Need Is Love. I do know that's them, and I do like that song. Oh, great. Okay, uh, we'll do one more. How about... Oh, so many. 
How about Let It Be? I do know that song. I like that song a okay. lot. Okay, so maybe you'll like this half. I think so. I like the second half. The first half, I mean. Okay. I like the first half. So I, I, I think I'm going to like the second one. It'll but, be different. But there was part of the first half that I didn't like that I'm wondering if it's going to seep into this half. There, well... You'll just have to wait and see. We will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rachel. So our audience can check out uh, this playlist by going to Spotify and following us at Spotify, colon, user, colon, music she missed. I can't wait to listen to the Beatles this week. And audience, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to The Beatles again. Again. It was a good (laughs) week. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's talk about it. So before the break, I told you four things that I wanted you to look for when you were listening to the post-touring Beatles. Okay. Remind me of those um, things. Um, Individuality in their music. Okay. um, More musical instruments. Uh Uh-huh. Spirituality. And a more complex song structure. Okay, and okay. I want to know, first of all, if you found those four things to be true as you were listening to the playlist. You know, I did. Okay, good. I found some songs that each kind of are really good examples for each of those things that you gave me. Okay. The intros to the new instruments, after listening to the entire playlist, I really sought after that. Mm-hmm. I think Here Comes the Sun is a good example that I liked. Right. It has strings and yes. woodwinds in it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It wasn't just straight guitar and um, drums and bass. Okay. I was really able to get to know John and Paul a little bit more with the song Day in the Life talk about those songs it's pretty complex okay song so when you're talking about getting to know john and paul Mm -hmm. it's because they each had these pieces of a song Mm. john had his verses that basically came to him while he was reading the newspaper the thing about the holes in albert hall really yeah the man getting killed in a car crash these were um stories that he took from headlines in the newspaper oh so they weren't like he wasn't in a car crash no these are all things that he read and then Paul had that little ditty in the middle about waking up and combing your hair and brushing your teeth and, or whatever, all of those okay. little things in the middle. And so um, to conclude the Sgt. Pepper's album, they took these two pieces, their, each of their verses, uh-huh. and combined them, but combined them with that unusual orchestration uh-huh. that you hear where it's like da-da-da-da-da, and uh-huh. all of the orchestra is like increasing this huge explosion of, mm-hmm. of slightly disharmonious sound. It's kind of an interesting creative process that showcases both of their different styles yeah. and their creativity, as well as has the instrument diversity that we yes. were talking about. I really got to know the Beatles' characteristics mm-hmm. of um, a certain member was John in the song of Revolution. Mm-hmm. He really likes, I guess, rock and roll. Yeah, it- I mean, all of the Beatles liked rock and roll, and both John and Paul had moments of tenderness and moments of rock. Mm-hmm. But John is typically known as more of the rocker. Rocker, yeah. The spirituality, I thought Let It Be was a great example. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. What particularly about that song was spiritual to you? The history of life and history of the world. Okay. Um, trying to figure out the date that that song really got big 
and mm-hmm. seeing kind of what was going on in history. Okay. And just in the response of they wanted to encourage the audience to really spiritually respond to what was going on. Right. To just let it be. Yeah, the, the late 1960s was a definitely tumultuous time. Mm-hmm. The Beatles did have a lot to say mm-hmm. about the atmosphere of society. I mean, here in the U.S., you know, there was a lot of, like, racial mm-hmm. tension. You know, there's government tension, wars. I mean, Vietnam yeah. is going on. So there's a lot of things that are that they're kind of speaking to and encouraging love and encouraging, you know, peace and understanding in different ways. Yeah. And Let It Be also, just um, for your knowledge, was... I mean, it has... Also, the spiritual component, you know, with talking about Mother Mary, some people take a very, like, um, Christian really? perspective on it, right? Whispering words of wisdom, hmm. let it be. Um, but, but Paul's mother, who passed away when he was mm-hmm. 16, her name was Mary. So it's oh. a song that people can kind of take in the very literal, like, Paul's writing it about his mom, or they can take it more, like, spiritually about, like, Mary, Mother of God, or they can take it, like, what you're talking about with a more, like, Response to history. Response to, to like social uh, events. Strife. Yeah, yeah. social events. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. multifaceted in that way. The song structure one that you challenged me on to really kind of look at that. There mm-hmm. were two songs that I looked at, and it was The End. Okay. And again, I kind of want to answer this with the same song, A Day in a Life. Okay. Of understanding how the strong structure from part one to part two, those two songs just kind of stuck out to me. Well, that's, um, that As definitely a, makes sense. The end is the almost last track <laughs> that is on a Beatles album. And um, it's kind of unusual. It's at the end of a, of a medley. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. in your playlist, we don't get to hear the whole medley. Okay. But um, it ends with this kind of weird kind of solo progression. We hear Ringo's first drum solo ever. Okay, so it keeps continuing on. And it continues on with each of the three guitar playing Beatles ah. soloing in kind of like two measure. They each They're get their turns. turns. But they take turns over and over and over again and you get to showcase each. They're Beatles. like doing a ring around. Yeah. And it's the, one of the only times that you get to hear all four Beatles soloed yeah. together in one song. And it's, it's not the last song, but it's kind of like the last song. So it's an interesting summation. I wouldn't say it's like the most famous Beatles song or anything, but I put it on the playlist because of what that represented. And um, when Paul plays live, he often sings the the little catch line from that song. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. He sings that That's really that cool. song at the end of his concert. Because that kind of sums up, you know, what yeah. the Beatles are about. And I know within this podcast, we usually don't do the same band with two weeks. And so we probably never will again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's one of the things I really liked about these past two weeks where you could take last week and challenge me Mm -hmm. to really listen to something and learn about that specific band. And so Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that this week. Well, I will try to include more challenges Mm. in the future. For you to listen to, because I know what's coming up, even if you don't. So we don't have to do the same band two weeks in a row for me to challenge you to listen for certain elements and songs. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about my likes and dislikes. Great. Which one do you want to start with? I would prefer we start with dislikes so that we can end on a positive note. Ooh. I tried to like these songs. Okay. But I you didn't. just didn't. All right. Let's so, talk about them. Sergeant Pepper's song. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes. Yeah, so let me ask the questions and tell you a little bit why I disliked it. Okay. And then you can go into um, helping me maybe like it. You never know. I, I can try. <laughs> so I didn't like the sound. 
I didn't like that concert sound of him speaking out to the audience. I know that where some of these other songs are maybe about certain people in his life or things like that. But this one, I just didn't like how he was speaking to the audience, sound of the scream. I just... I know the that was, was yeah that concert feel, okay. and then um, I didn't like the lyrics of of certain things that just confused me. Can you give me an example? Sergeant Pepper's lonely hearts, and he wants to give someone a smile. How can you give someone a smile when you have a lonely heart? Like the logic of that, I was just trying to grasp, and I'm like, these lyrics do not have that logic. Right. Okay. Well, let's hit each of those things that you said. Oh, I have one other thing. Oh, another thing you don't like about the song. I'll do my best. Sergeant, where did he get his ranking? Was he in the military? <laughs> You're reading way too much into this <laughs> title. So in this in the mid-60s at this time, a lot of bands had moved away from like the Beatles, the Crickets, right? And it moved into Colonels, Sassafrases, Fancy, Magical, Psychedelic, Freak band, right? Like, all the bands all of a sudden became... There's another band that says Colonel what? No, no, no. I'm just making stuff up. Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't but know. But <laughs> there were a lot of these kind of long, fantastic, trippy, psychedelic-sounding band names. And this is Paul just kind of making up a fictitious band name that sounds like some of these other oh, bands. So this is his response to what's happening socially. Correct. And at the time, we talked about last week how the Beatles had stopped touring. Mm-hmm. And the singles that they released in between that, um, the end of the touring and this album, did not go to number one. It was the first the first ones to not do that, which were Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane, Aiden B-side. And um, so people were kind of like, oh, the Beatles are over, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so Paul wanted to kind of, um, they wanted to take a step back from being the Beatles. And they created this concept album, Paul really spearheading this, and saying, well, we won't really be the Beatles in this album. We'll be this fantastic Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club band. And that's why this first song is presented like it's them opening a concert. And it moves into, with a little help from my friends, Billy Shears, which is really Ringo, singing that song they're kind of saying they're separating themselves from the Beatles and they're creating this other world and later on in the album which you don't hear on our playlist is there's a Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise Mm -hmm. where they sing it again but they do it in a different style and they say we really have to go and we're sorry but here's one last song before we go and then it goes into a day in the life so it's a conceptual so the Beatles are pretty much saying, oh, let's get into different character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of distancing themselves from their mop-top days, from their here's what you expect from us, and let's... doing something totally different. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if that answers your, if that makes you like the song, but it at least should explain It kind of explains it... a little bit why <laughs> they just didn't sound like the Beatles. Yeah, because no, their goal was not to sound like the Beatles. And every song on this album, I would encourage you to listen to the album in chronological order as it was originally created, uh-huh. because it is a concept like that. Okay. And um, it is a huge um, departure from the music of the past and really sets a new standard for what the Beatles are going to be like in the future. Okay, so I can understand why this was in part two and things like that, and uh-huh. there's that split. Yes. Cool. You didn't answer the question about his ranking. It's just, it's just silly. Made up. It's just oh, silly. It's just silly. Okay, I didn't know if he, <laughs> I didn't know if one of the four guys went into the military at that point. Uh, no, it wasn't that like Elvis Presley, 
Because didn't no. he? Okay. Because what? Didn't he go he to did. the military? Okay. Yay. But no, that's um, not that. This is just a made-up hippie name. Okay, just for fun. Yep. So Strawberry Fields was another one that I didn't like. Um, okay. I Let's just talk about why. What in the world? The lyrics, the just like, I was like, where am I? It's weird. <laughs> I found out that this half of the Beatles, mm-hmm. I was more confused. <laughs> and this was on the top list of, I am confused. What is going on? Please okay. enlighten me. Because because I was so confused in this song, it made me dislike it. Well, that's too bad. So first of all, let's just clarify that John wrote this song okay and that this was one of his favorite songs that he ever wrote and to him was one of the quote realist like most real songs that he ever wrote it was very personal to him so we'll talk a little bit about the history and the background of that song so strawberry fields was the name of a, a children's home that was in john's neighborhood and surrounding the home behind a wall was like a big garden mm-hmm. and when they were boys they would go and like play in this that was the field that they played in. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it wasn't just a field. I mean, there's like trees and flowers and plants, and it was kind of like a little boy jungle, you know, where they could yeah. go play and explore. So this song is for him a piece of nostalgia. That oh, both okay. Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane as A and B sides are them being nostalgic about their past. Okay. Um, but you can see very different takes between John and Paul stylistically okay. there. John said it was psychoanalysis set to music. So Hmm. looking back on it in later interviews, he said that, quote, what I'm saying in my insecure way is nobody seems to understand where I'm coming from. And I seem to see things in a different way for most people. So he's kind of like evaluating himself Mm -hmm. and then how he's always been a little bit different, even as a kid. Mm. He was just different and people would question, why do you say that? Why do you think that? And so this song is him kind of analyzing himself. Um, so no one I think is in my tree, right? Meaning it must be high or low. People are on different levels. Is anybody on the same level as him? Do they understand what he's, what he's trying to say? Um, that was one of the things that I just noticed within the lyrics of the second half mm -hmm. is why did the Beatles artists just not say it as it is? They're like, you know, what would you prefer the song to be? more direct but instead what of... would you want him to say i mean when you're when um i don't know that's a good point like <laughs> i don't know exactly what i would want him to say either but i just felt a little very com- um i felt confused out of these two songs specifically strawberry fields and so now that i know it's a little bit about his childhood and also i like that discovery and yeah. the process of self-discovery and introspection i don't think is very direct mm-hmm. i think it's difficult and I yeah. think maybe in writing this song john is exploring those ideas himself. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? He says, it's getting hard to be someone, yeah. but it all works out, right? And yeah. there's misunderstanding, and we often have our eyes closed. What is life about? What is the human experience about, mm-hmm. right? How do we approach problems? How do we approach different experiences? Nothing is real, right? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of evaluating his um, through the, the lens of childhood. And through his, his life, life and how mm-hmm. he interpreted it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what I liked about in the, this playlist. Yes, let's do that. So, um, with a little help from my friends. You did like that I one? I did like that one. Um, <laughs> I thought so that weird. one was really cute, and I didn't know that it was from 
That's the song from The Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. I just never knew that was the Beatles. Yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Which is interesting that you say that you like that, even though it's trippy. After you listened to it seven times, did you still like it? I did. Okay. There are... Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> cool. I like that song, too. I think Mikey really likes fun... it. Rachel likes it. <laughs> I, I think it's a really fun song. Um, I liked Hey Jude. Mm-hmm. Here Comes the Sun. I thought that was just very peppy and happy and encouraging, and that's very me. That's a lovely song um, by George Harrison, I should mention. Oh. So that's, I think, one of his best pieces, and it, I agree. It is very pretty. And that's on the Abbey Road album. Um, Come Together. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it I liked. Which part? Like the chorus come together. Yeah, I like the chorus part come together um, and the lyrics, but there are some ways of how they delivered the lyrics towards the end I wasn't the biggest fan of. It was a little too yelly for you. Yes. (laughs) Um, How did I know? How did you know? (laughs) Okay. All You Need Is Love. I think that was a um, a cute song. And Let It Be. Mm Mm-hmm. Revolution, that was another song. I didn't know that was the Beatles. Like, I've heard that song, like, maybe in a movie or something like that, and I just never knew that that was the Beatles. Hmm. Um, and Blackbird That's is... That's one of my personal favorites. ...is actually the one on my like list, um, and it was one of the first... That song I've never, ever, ever heard before. I find that impossible to believe, especially because you lived with me, and that's, like, my favorite song to play on the guitar. But again, I will go into restaurants and never hear any songs when I know that there's music on the PA. I just don't hear them. Or I go into a store and I know there's music on a PA, but I just don't listen to the music. Okay. I just... But you liked it. Yes, I did. I liked it. I'm kind of curious, and maybe you can answer this question. Out of the songs that I liked Mm -hmm. and how you told me a little bit about part two has more, um, this is a John song, this is a a Paul song. Mm -hmm. Out of all the songs that I liked, mm-hmm. how many are they John songs, Ringo songs? You actually, well, okay, so Ringo sings songs, but he doesn't really, he only wrote like two, so. Oh, did um, any of those two, were they? Well, with a little, no, he didn't write either of those. Oh. Ringo songs are not very good in my opinion, <laughs> so I left them <laughs> off. Um, you actually kind of split it down the middle. Really? Um, now, George didn't get as many um, songs per album, and we can talk about that with the breakup, but... That's my next question. Yeah. I really want, I was curious. I n- never knew that they broke up. Yeah, but no, you pretty much, you have John and Paul on there, so. So I like John and Paul. Well, you like the Beatles then, because John and Paul pretty much are the Beatles. Oh. Yeah, with, with, um, with, s- with, with some George and then like a little bit of Ringo. A little bit of Ringo. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, I'm glad I like the Beatles then. Because I know you like the Beatles, and I'm glad we can agree. And I love the Beatles so much, but we have to talk about the saddest part. Okay. Which is the end of the Beatles. The end of the Beatles. Yes, please tell me more. Well, what do you want to know? So, was it a surprise to the audience? Was it a surprise to them? Was it sad for them? Angry for them? Good questions. So, the Beatles breakup is pretty complex. Okay. And I don't want to go too much into detail. But basically, after they stop touring, uh-huh. they things start kind of unraveling. That's when they did part two of all those songs. Yeah, everything that we've heard in this playlist mm-hmm. is the beginning of the end. Uh, in 1966, uh, their manager, Brian Epstein, died. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, how did he die? Uh, an overdose. Oh, sad. So there became a question of, okay, well, what are they about then? They're not touring. And Paul was really the one who loved touring and loved performing the most. So who's going to lead 
the band, right? Who's going to lead the direction? And, so they were going to get a new manager, maybe? Well, but they didn't. It's, oh. It's, it's more complicated. It's kind of Paul saying, well, let's do these projects. Paul says, let's do Sgt. Pepper's, where we're not really the Beatles. And then um, they went they went to India, and they kind of did this spiritual exploration thing. Paul and Ringo weren't really into it. George was really into it. Um, How long did that India thing happen? It was a few months. Oh, okay. So yeah. it wasn't like a few years. No. Oh. Um, also, they, they set up a business called Apple um, that had like money problems. You mean Mac? No. Apple Mac? No. Oh, so not my iPhone. No. In oh. fact, like the reason that the Beatles weren't on iTunes for years and years is because they had the same name. And when Apple computers came out, the Beatles Apple were like, hey, you can't do that. We already have a company called Apple. And so they were like, well, we can both be Apple as long as we don't get into each other's business. And so then when when Apple Computers starts dealing with music, right, because of iTunes and yeah. music publishing, the Beatles were like, well, then we won't put our songs on iTunes. They finally resolved that problem. So you can now listen to the Beatles on iTunes. But it took a long time. So their first Apple company was about music. It was music. It was clothes. It was music publishing. They were finding new artists to produce songs for. Oh, so they're a production company. Yeah, kind of. They okay. were kind of a mix of things. And that was part of the problem is that there wasn't a clear definition definition of it okay. exactly uh another big issue um was romantic relationships the most famous of which is yoko ono oh yeah and she dated john yeah the, the... well she married john oh and when john and yoko got together they were inseparable like literally would go to the bathroom together they were never ever apart and paul especially got kind of fed up with because Yoko sings on like you can hear it on the White Album, you can hear Yoko sing a couple times. She would put an input into musical creation, and she was an artist herself. How did they meet? Uh, they met at her art gallery. She had she had a show, and John went to go check it out. Uh-huh. And the very first exhibit, there was a little step ladder, and hanging from the ceiling was a, a magnifying glass. And so to go to the exhibit, you had to like climb up the step ladder and look at the. Um, at the, the tiny words on the ceiling. Uh, and John's thought was, well, let's see what this is. If it's something good, then I'll see the rest of the show. And he looked at it, and it just said yes. And he thought, oh, that's positive. That's nice. And so he went to the rest of the show and met Yoko that way. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so she monopolized John. She uh, Yeah. I mean, they, they were so in love, and they were so... They were just inseparable. Was she controlling? I don't want to speak into their personal relationship. In that way. Just, do some people think she was controlling? Some people are not Yoko Ono fans. I don't oh. blame her for the breakup of the Beatles. I feel like she's just one piece. Um, oh. There were lots of uh, bad feelings, especially from George and Ringo, feeling unappreciated. George, oh. in the beginning, Paul and John were the main songwriters, and mm-hmm. George would get like a song now and then. But as the years went by, George became a more and more prolific songwriter, but he was still only getting one or two songs on an album. And he felt at that point the songs were just as good as John and Paul's, and he wasn't really getting. And without a manager at that point to kind of. I mean, they had a producer, George Martin, but Beatles were always. Conflicting. Well, self-contained. They didn't have a lot of outside um, direction. Okay. And so in the end, there were a lot of money problems, a lot of legal problems. And the other three Beatles, like one Were they making too much money? No, the Apple started to go bankrupt. Oh. Because of mismanagement. Okay, okay. And um, the other three Beatles wanted um, 
one guy to represent them and Paul wanted someone else and Paul wouldn't sign this agreement and so he signed without permission I guess with everyone else agreement yeah he was kind of on the opposite side so all of these things eventually Paul was the one that came out and said like we're over so it wasn't a surprise to the audience or did they hide all this issues I think a lot of it was in the background okay and Abbey Road which was the last album that they recorded together Uh uh-huh um was a really fantastic album and I think it probably I mean we weren't alive back then I don't know but I would suspect that it caught most fans off guard I don't think it caught off guard anybody who knew them I think the people on the inside the Beatles circle would have seen it coming could see the conflict in all the different areas of their lives um but I don't think most of the fans probably saw it coming until Paul announced it. Huh. So um, if they kind of knew that it was going to happen, yeah. are they friends now or not really? Well, you know, the reason that Abbey Road is good is because they kind of knew it was the last one. So they really put effort effort into it. Oh, yeah. okay. So before they f- started, they were like, hey, let's just do one last one. They never said it, but I think it was all just in their in their heads. They all kind of knew. Um, so unfortunately, no, they were not friends for a while, um, especially John and Paul. They actually wrote mean songs about each other that, that they released. Um, not terrible. Well, John's were pretty mean. Paul's were more just like snide, but, um, wow. They, they did so much stuff together. Yeah. It was like a bad divorce basically. Mm-hmm. Ringo and John were kind of, were cool. They did some stuff together. Uh, and then John, I, they, there was like talk of reunion and there was like talk of reconciliation and then John was killed. And so how was like, explain to me a little bit. He was shot, right? Yeah. He was just going home with Yoko and a crazy person came up and shot him in the head. Oh, was she standing right there with him? Yeah. Oh, so it was like a whole JFK, Jackie sitting, yeah, sitting right yeah. next to him. I mean, it was oh, terrible. that's sad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that obviously put the end to any reunion. In the 90s, the Threedles, right? The other... The yeah, Threedles. Three. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, in the 90s, the Threedles got together. They produced the Beatles anthology, um, which is the history of all the Beatles and recordings that fans had never heard before. And they also took, with Yoko's permission and help... Oh, um, so she inherited everything. Well, she inherited John's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they took some songs that John had written, and they, like took that recording and Paul added vocals and George added guitar and Ringo. So they made two more Beatles songs after John's death. Oh. Um, in, yeah. With? With like a recording of John's recording voice of and voice. then them recording kind of in it with new technology. So there were two more Beatles songs. But then George passed away in 2001, I believe, of cancer. Oh. And so now we're just at the toodles. The toodles. Yeah. And... But uh, Ringo and Paul are buds now, yeah. They've moved on. Yeah. <laughs> um, how old are they now? Uh, they're in their 70s. Okay, so then they're not young guns anymore. No, but um, both Ringo and Paul still uh, record music and still tour. And um, Do Paul, they tour Paul together? Especially, uh, they have done a few things together, but not, not too much. Paul collaborates with a lot of other artists. He's collaborated with Kanye and Rihanna. He's collaborated with uh, the remaining members of Nirvana, right? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they're still they're still active. Um, would you say Paul's more popular than Ringo now? Paul is a songwriting genius. 
he's continued to put out albums like over the past four years or how many albums does he have now I don't even know wow (laughs) I mean I'd have to look it up and count um and Ringo has recorded some things too but I mean Ringo was the drummer and and he Uh you know he uh has some songs and stuff but he's not a great singer he's not he's I mean you can still go see him live and you can hear a couple of his songs that were hits or whatever um Ringo did movies and stuff but I mean Paul is is a songwriting genius so I mean to compare them as do they live in the UK still? Mm-hmm. Hmm. In London? I don't know. Okay, I didn't know. I know you've been to London, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really like this, um, this half. This was fun. Um, I'm glad that you did. I can see where it was super hard to pick some of the songs. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I wish I could sh- make a totally different hour playlist <laughs> for you. Totally different songs. But I also see the logic of which songs you picked, mm-hmm. and then also how you split the... Um, the songs into part A and part B. Oh, so my hat is you. off to you. <laughs> Good, well, thanks. My hat is off to you. So how would you rate this half of the Beatles? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the trash, 10 being... I still like the Beatles, so I do like the Beatles, and so it's not like I dislike them. And I think if I'm remembering right, I gave them an 8 on the first half. That is correct. Um, for the second half, I don't think I can give them an 8. Well, that's okay. I think I can give them a 7. Okay, well, that's not... It's not like a four or something like that. Yeah, so overall, you give the Beatles a 7.5, which I think is a very good, very good rating. It is a positive rating. I do like them. Um, I think they are geniuses. I will conclude that. I have acknowledged... (laughs) You will the rest of the world. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I've I've really never gotten into them. I really have never really taken the time to listen or learn about them, Mm -hmm. let alone learn their... There was only four guys and what their names were and that kind sure. of stuff. That's yeah, really... and I, I like some of the lyrics, and I think they're really sweet. If mm. you, our audience, would like to join Rachel mm. on her musical journey, you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And also leave us a review on iTunes. Also, listen with me on Spotify. Yes. You can find us by the search bar. You're going to type in Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Make sure you don't put any spaces in music she missed so you don't miss our Spotify playlist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rachel, thank you so much for giving my favorite band two weeks of your time. (laughs) And audience, thank you for listening. Thanks so much and see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.